0: Hello and welcome to Marcus Meets, a show which is based on the internet. You can put it in your pocket if you've got a smartphone and take us with you anywhere you are. This episode, I got to speak to Batman. Well, Okay, well, Batman's a fictional character, but somebody who gets to be Batman in their spare time. A little clip of this went out on our brother podcast called How to Kill an Hour, which is a show all about killing time so if you're ever stuck for a way to kill some time search for how to kill an hour on your podcatcher or go to how to kill an uh, and you can listen to us with whatever device you have but anyway um i met a gentleman called julian checkerley he not only is batman in his spare time he's a world record breaking batman in his spare time so uh i had to call ireland to do this interview and the first thing i noticed about julian is you're in ireland but you really don't have an irish accent mate no
1: this- this is this is pure West Coast accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I came over here um, back in '97. Yeah. Um, I'm originally from Windsor, just just west of London there. And uh, I came out here on a movie. Uh, there, was a, there was shooting a, a location for a movie out here. And uh, as with most men who end up in other parts of the world, I met my wife over here. So
0: ah so love is what love is what ma- means that you live in ireland awesome awesome and um what's ireland like at the moment
1: do you know what? it's actually amazing if it wasn't for the weather there'd be the you know you can't really beat it it's, it's actually i love it um i used to really uh miss england a lot and i still do i must admit oh my family are still over in, in the uk okay. um And I love coming back and visiting, but boy, I really miss Ireland when I'm away now.
0: Um,
1: But it's just a different way of life. I I was living in London, and and when I came out here, it's just out of the rat race. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a little bit kind of, um, I'm not going to say backwards, because it certainly wasn't backwards, but it's, it's, it's full of culture and very kind of bohemian, especially where we are in Galway. Um, but over the last like, 10 years, it's become incredibly cosmopolitan and it's, the food here is amazing. The people are amazing. they just a way of life. Um, just the standard of living is, is really, really good here now. So I love it. I must say just the Great. weather really sucks. It's just a sideways rain. Can't stand
0: oh it. yeah. Yeah. But you do also have something that you can't get anywhere else and that is Irish Guinness.
1: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That, and that's so true. And I never really, I always thought that was a bit of a myth until i moved over and now when i sort of go away to other parts of the world i was in um monte carlo recently and I, I ordered a pint of guinness over there and it's just not the same it's disgusting. just hasn't got that yeah. creamy i don't know what it is actually it's got to be the water
0: yeah that's what that's what people say and they say it doesn't travel well so you know i think no yeah.
1: that's it that's yeah. it have you, have you ever been to
0: ireland have you i have i have and i the fir- one of the first things i did was have a guinness and go no it's not going to taste oh my gosh this is yeah, delicious. You didn't have
1: the one, did you then? Yeah, after
0: that? I had quite a few. But um, so, when you moved over to Ireland, were you still doing the costume making stuff? Or yeah, well, this-
1: I, initially, I went over. Uh, there was a uh, quite a big movie over here. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Roger Corman. Yeah. Now, he, well, he he set up a studio over here in the west of Ireland. I think it was a bit of a tax break thing. Mm-hmm. Um and basically what they were doing, they were banging out movies, I think they were banging about seven seven movies out a year. So it's it was nothing big budget, it's all kind of low budget, um, B movie type stuff. Um, but what, uh, now and again they they'd pull in some money and do a fairly big budget one. So we were I was brought over to Ireland to this new studio to establish a model shop for them. Now, when I say a model shop, that's like a model-making shop, so you'd be making props and set pieces and uh, any sort of special effects-type dressing pieces for sets. Mm-hmm. And um, I came over, started pre-production, and the um, the budget got pulled, and basically the, the, the film didn't get made in the end. Right. Um, and uh, it, it, that's, that's where... We, the studio kind of started and brought me out here, which is where I met my wife. So,
0: so. Yeah, it, you, you continued making making costumes. How did you initially get into costume making?
1: Um, well, I'd always kind of wanted to do it since I was a kid. I saw sort of, sort of Star Wars as a kid, and, and I remember sort of being wildly obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Everything was kind of Darth Vader this and Darth Vader that. And I kind of made a, a, a little Darth Vader costume for a, a, a costume, competition for the school fate or something one year and i won that mm-hmm. and it was kind of from there i didn't know what it was called i remember my dad saying oh that's um that's special effects that is that's, that's what you know is how they make the magic in the movies and uh from then on i wanted to do you know special effects so i would uh, in school, I, I didn't really, ha- back when I was at school, they didn't really have uh, courses like they have now. They have amazing courses these days for special effects and, and prosthetic makeup and all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to kind of make do with what I could find. So <laughs> the careers officer was a little uh, a bit of a loss. And the best we could find between us was a um, specialist makeup course at the London College of Fashion in in right in Oxford Circus there. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic place. It was full of models and makeup artists and it was 98% ladies and I loved it. <laughs> uh, but the the course itself turned out to be a glorified beauty therapy course. So I'm great at like leg waxing and eyelash tinting and hairdressing <laughs> and all that. Um, and we were doing about an hour a week of um sticking on rubber noses and things like that. But right. so I believe that course now itself has actually come on leaps and bounds since then. But in saying that, uh it's kind of proved, in hindsight, it's kind of proved very uh, helpful because, like, there's been times when I've been on set and and someone needs a uh, you know a hair trim or a wig needs dressing and I can jump in there and do it. So
0: there it you go. Handy,
1: all... but yeah. So uh, from there, I, after London College of Fashion, I went on and um, didn't really get any work after that because it was it was so it was so vague really. Mm-hmm. And I went to the Bristol Old Vic Theatre School and did a costume design and theatre design course. Uh, which did help again, but um, it was all kind of more theatre based. But the, the real break came as when I sent out a load of CVs to the studios in London, to Pinewood and Shepperton, and uh, a guy there gave me a break and had me in there in his workshop making tea. And uh, it turns out he, he's the guy that used to do all the big sort of polystyrene sculpts, uh for movies. So if you have things like um, Tomb Raider or something like that, we had these massive. Uh, Buddhas that had to be sculpted for the sets he'd, mm-hmm. he'd be the guy to go to for making these giant oversized set pieces so mm-hmm. I became what was known as polybasher. so you're basically sculpting polystyrene All right. and the rest is history right? went on from there <laughs>
0: yeah a, a poly basher
1: that's a poly basher yeah
0: yeah i've never seen that when under job description when you fill in all stuff <laughs> online. so that must be quite an interesting experience for you so you went on from that and and you're a big star wars fan so has that got anything to do with the actual name of the company that you that you work with now or that that you have now
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, you, I suppose you've got to be a bit of a Star Wars fan to realise the connection. But yeah, it's there. Order 66 is obviously the uh, the order that um, Senator Palpatine, uh, or was it Emperor Palpatine by then, I think, um, issues to, to finish off all the Jedi. So uh, that, yeah, we just grabbed that yeah.
0: um, as our powerful little moniker. Name. Very powerful name. Right. Um, so yeah, that's great. And it, what, what other sort of films can we see you working before we talk about your, your world record?
1: Um, I did all kinds of things. I did lots of sort of TV shows and all sort of classic um, ones that were based in the UK there. So, um, uh, going back now. Uh, I did this, uh, where will we start? Um, let's do TV shows. So we did, uh, things like Father Ted, um, Red Dwarf, uh, Midsummer Murders, The Bill, Uh, We did a a long stint on TFI Friday, which was really good. That was a great, great gig to get that one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So basically every week we'd be at the the, the Waterside Studios there in in Hammersmith Mm -hmm. um, doing these special effects type gags that Chris Evans would would come up with that week and we'd spend all week making it and then we'd go to the show on the Friday, film the live show and and that'd be our week done. But it was really good because every week it'd be something different and it's always great fun to work there, you know.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, your world record. uh, Yeah. I don't know where to really start with it. So you have a very interesting world record. First, could you just describe what this world record is, please?
1: Okay, so it's, it's the most functional gadgets on a cosplay suit.
0: Right. And the suit in question, how yeah. did it come to be Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. I to get thirty. Thirty. You get thirty. to get twenty. 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 to get twenty. Twenty. You get fifteen. 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 Just fifteen bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Okay, so some very clever chaps over in Canada uh, called Gauntlet Effects and Tundra Designs. Um, basically, they, they created an armor kit that anyone could go and buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, basically a 3D rendering of the Arkham Origins Batman suit. Right. They took that, they 3D printed it, cleaned it all up. So this is hundreds of man hours now. And then they cast it up in urethane rubber. And then you can, you get these pieces. So we took what they had made and then um, we just, we just polished it a little, took it, took it to another level. So we, we changed out anything we could from the fake printed parts to like, for instance, like real rivets. And we made, uh, we made a special undersuit that everything could be mounted to. Um, and what we are trying to do is really recreate the computer game silhouette of a bat of Batman. You know, as you probably gather, the computer game um, character is just nothing like a, a real human being. It's massively proportioned. You know, your huge arms and shoulders and, and tiny little waist and all this kind of thing. So we we tried to do that as best we could on a on a on a human. Mm-hmm. Um, so we padded out here and there and kind of tucked bits in where we could. Uh, we made a few extensions as well for the suit, because the suit was kind of made for a slightly smaller guy. Um, uh, I'm, I'm fairly large, so we had to make some bigger <laughs> bigger extensions yep. to fit me, which helped in the, in, the, in the outcome of the actual suit. And um, we, we took the suit, we weathered it, painted it, mounted it, uh, made a really huge cape for it as well, which really makes it. And then when we'd made the suit, it was lovely, looked really good, but we just thought we'd embellish it with a few little gadgets. Uh, So initially, we just made sort of two or three gadgets just for a bit of fun. Mm. And then from there, we did a photo shoot. So we we kind of do these photo shoots every so often as a a promotional thing for the company. And we published them online. And the editor of the Guinness Book of Records saw it and contacted us just to say well done initially and it's amazing and, and you know love what you've done with it and um, just talking to him we said well you know is there a chance we could get a, a record by making a load of gadgets and we sort of started probing how many you know has anyone sort of done this before and it turns out they hadn't really so we, we decided right let's 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 go for a, a world record and we decided to make lots and lots of gadgets
0: yeah and how many in total now because i know this is a number that could be going up as we speak.
1: yeah that's it well officially there's 23 yeah. but there has been a f- there's a few more on the workbench that i can't say anything about because <laughs> we've got another project coming up
0: Ooh. regarding Ooh. one or two okay uh,
1: but it's, it's nothing massive it's just, just a bit of fun again but um it's yeah there's a few more on the workbench standing by
0: i look forward to those so so this how how long did it take to to create all of these gadgets by the way
1: so the gadgets, um, we finished the suit last May. We're probably looking about three or four months to make wow. them all. Wow. And that's, that's, that's not really full time because we've obviously got other jobs on here, but it'd be one of those ones you'd really kind of enjoy doing. It started out, is like say a bit of fun and it sort of turned into a bit of an obsession uh the guys would go home on a on a friday night and i'd sort of come in at the weekend after having an idea mm-hmm. that night of you know you, you lie awake at night thinking about these things <laughs> uh, like you do
0: yeah obviously
1: <laughs> and uh they come in on a monday morning and there'd be another gadget sitting on the bench so nice. um initially we were kind of yeah we'll, we'll easily be able to think up all, all these different gadgets that we could make and um it started getting silly we started putting you know there's a few silly ones in there admittedly and again it is all a bit of fun and it's it's you know it's it's a great hoot to to, to um to be doing all these things but we were actually struggling then towards the end oh, what can we make next
0: <laughs> you know, well, so. j- just to be clear though julian uh with hmm. the listener these are fully functional gadgets, right? Let's, let, like, so I'm gonna uh, you know I'd like to you to list a few of the things that the suit has, but just so you're aware, these are re- these actually work. Right?
1: They all do something. Now some of them are kind of special effects and some uh, m- most of them are do what they say they do. Um, but, but yeah, they all do something. they all function. Uh, in one way or another. I mean, there were things like the the grapnel gun that Batman famously fires and can swing from and so on. Now, over here in Ireland, we've got very strict gun laws, as you guys do over there, Mm. uh, except it's even more so. So we we, we initially started making a um, high-powered, gas-powered grapnel gun. And I've got a very, I'm very friendly with a, a few policemen over here, and one of them <laughs> informed me in a nice, gentle way that if I was going to carry on making this 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 beast of a, of a gadget, that it would become a be classified as a firearm. So okay, I had to be right. very careful with that. So we had to knock that one back to just a very puny spring powered thing in the end. Okay. Uh, but then we've got fireball shooters. Uh, we've got laser designators, flashlights, tracking devices, a little pneumatic um, dart gun, um, a bat time projector. Uh, we've got a. Uh, God, what else have we got? we got a, Oh yeah, we got the um, anti-attack dog device, uh, which is built into the into the um, buckle of the utility belt. So you basically press a button, and a very high-pitched whistle is created electronically. Awesome. Uh, awesome, We've got the stainless steel shurikens, we've got a video screen in the gauntlet, uh, we've got flashbangs, we've mm. got uh, a respirator, a uh, UV lamp, crikey I'm doing well to render these off the top of my head, uh, and uh, a BB uh, grenade,
0: awesome. as it were. Awesome, and what's your favourite gadget out of the lot?
1: I got. Uh, ooh, I always say this. I think I think it's probably the fireball gas dispenser. Yeah. because they look so cool when you when you actually pop those off, it really takes people by surprise. So we've got we've got a 4 barreled fireball shooter. Yeah. Um, so you can load it with different kind of loads. Um, from it can shoot sort of small fifth size fireballs anywhere from I don't know uh, five feet up to about ten fifteen feet. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's great fun that one, um, yeah. and that's that's built into the gauntlets. Oh wow! And then the the gas dispenser is again built into the gauntlet, and you basically kind of do an Iron Man repulsor pose, and mm. this it produces this gas from the wrist that lights up as well. So we've got a couple of LEDs in there that lights up all the gas, and it looks almost nice dramatic, you know.
0: Awesome, awesome. There's a gadget that I really like that I've seen in some of the videos, and I need you to verify whether it's real or not. And it's hmm. the sort of gadget that would help Batman unwind after fighting a lot of crime. I've seen a bat flask. Is this yeah, is this that's part really of the su-
1: important. Yeah, really, really important that one, and it and it really it really does function that one.
0: Good. Does it function well? Have you have you tried it out a few times?
1: Yeah. Well, we had to we had to practice a lot with that one.
0: Yeah. Good. And being
1: so. in Ireland as well, we you know we're, we're famous for our um, flasks of yeah. stuff and yeah, that's uh it. yeah we had to practice a lot with that one but yeah it's actually it's, it's, i think they call it a hip flask but it's not it's actually an antidote
0: flask oh there you go antidote put in antidote if you're irish you get what i mean with that one there um so <laughs> what's <laughs> so with regards to this you know this is a cosplay suit have yeah. you taken this out to to, to any sort of comic cons or or similar things and if you have what's the response been like
1: yeah, do you know, I, I, I'm not really, a, I suppose, a, a cosplayer in the true sense of the word. I mean, um, I, I rea- rarely get to, to get into the costumes. Um, I think I'm getting a bit long in the tooth for that now. And it, it's it's uh, it's great fun and everything, but it's bloody hard work. Um, yeah. uh, I, I do. I, I, we have a really cool new, um, sort of, well, I say new, it's been going for a few years now, but it's getting really big, uh, Dublin Comic Con over here and um so i I was out there and it's only last year and that was that Mm -hmm. was great fun and then actually we're over in dubai uh next tuesday we're going over there for their sort of inaugural big comic con that they have out there so wow uh, we're taking the bat suit and a few other, other creations out there yeah uh but that'll be good yeah
0: awesome awesome uh and what do you think the key is to a good batman suit or a good or a good suit
1: um. Just a general, a good costume.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's all a lot of is down to the silhouette. I think you've got to look in the mirror and see what your silhouette is going to fit. I mean, there's lots of people... I'm costuming and cosplaying is for everyone. There's no doubt about that. And it's, it's great fun. and It's great. People have, you know, they, they dress up every weekend and it's an amazing bit of escapism for people. And a lot of people raise a lot of money for charities with it. So it's a great thing. But I think if you, if you want to make a really good cosplay suit, I think one of the things is try and fit your silhouette into that character correctly. So you actually, you know, if you're six foot six, uh, you can probably pull off Batman and, and the Hulk and all the rest of it. Yeah. But if you're five foot two, it's not going to work so well. It'll still look good, don't get me wrong. And then another thing is, is weathering. I think a lot of people kind of forget about that. They make these beautiful suits, you know, all finely stitched and and uh, painted and whatnot. But then at the end of the day, if, if you want to make it look kind of realistic, like a movie quality costume, you've got to weather the hell out of it. Like, yeah. uh, there's lots of Batman costumes out there that look like they've just stepped out of the, uh, out of the laundry uh, yeah. instead of spending nights on the streets of Gotham fighting crime, you know?
0: So you mentioned you've got some other suits. Um, is, is there stuff you can, what can you tell us about these other suits?
1: Well, we, we, so yeah, we, we, we make commissions generally for people nowadays. I mean, um, I, I do still do a little bit of film TV work, but generally now it actually pays to just to do the private commission work and it's, it's lovely. It's, um, I get to choose the jobs that I'd like to do and kind of, you kind of set your own time frames and your own budgets and there's no kind of going away on location uh, unless I particularly want to. <laughs> and um, But the other suits, we, we so we'll, we'll either make a suit for someone and then make one for ourselves to kind of keep as a, sh- a show or display piece or to do a photo shoot with. So a couple that we have in stock would be uh, so we've got Tarful, which is uh, Chewbacca the Wookiee. Uh, that's his uncle.
0: Okay. His kind
1: of bigger uncle.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's uh, an eight-foot walking, talking costume with sound system and everything. Um, yeah, we've got a few different Darth Vader costumes. Um, so we'd have Revenge of the Sith, we've got uh, Retail of the Jedi, all, all the different Star Wars costumes, uh, sorry, D- Star Wars movies, Darth Vader is different in every single one, and you've got to be a real Star Wars nerd to know it, but they are—they all look like Darth Vader, but they're all slightly different, so we have all those, the different versions we kind of keep in the workshop. Uh, we've got uh, Predator, uh, which is kind of like a custom Predator we've done. We've got a nine-foot... Grumgar costume from the Force Awakens, wow. uh, which just won the best costume at Star Wars Celebration uh, back in London in July. Wicked. Uh, so that was great. Again, that's another big walking, talking, with you know sound system and, and huge, great stilts and everything. Awesome. Uh, well, so we we've got Bane, we've got Darth Malgus from the uh, Knights of the Old Republic, mm. uh, we've got Darth Maul, we've got Savage Oppress uh wolverine uh, there's a good few there actually
0: wow you've got loads you got loads what i am curious as, as yeah. to what as to what you have next in sort of the 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 pipeline with regards to making suits because i have a feeling that that it's not going to stop at this batman suit i feel like you've got something else in mind
1: no we, we always have something ticking over and we always kind of like have little uh, private projects on the go I and mean, a couple of okay. guys that work here with us they always have something cooking
0: all uh, right, but, so if you want to keep up to date with that, where do we go to, Julian? Uh,
1: the best place is probably our Facebook page, which is Order 66 Effects Yep. on Facebook, and you can see all our um, builds and what's in the pipeline, or our Instagram account, which is Order 66 Effects awesome. as well. Um, and at the moment, we've got, I suppose it's been on the long finger for a while, but we actually we've got two things on the go. We're, we've got a full-size Tauntaun that we're making um, that just needs to be finished off. We just started the hair on that, which is going to take a while. Wow. Um And also we're doing a cyborg Darth Maul. Um, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of him in some some
0: forthcoming Star Wars movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. That'll right so you're keeping so, you're keeping ahead of the game right there aren't you really Well we're trying to we're trying yeah. to Yeah okay awesome yeah and they're like honestly the pictures of 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 your Um, Batman your Arkham Batman some of them on the Facebook page it's crazy because you look at them and they look like they're game renders but they're actually you in the suit it looks so real Julian like
1: thank you you. and I'm a super fan of
0: Batman so and Batman Arkham Batman that's my favorite universe at the moment so uh, me too
1: me too definitely I mean I've I've got to say that a lot of that um those pictures, the quality of those pictures is really down to so one of the guys that works with us, uh, mm-hmm. Kamil Kravchek. He's, he's actually a cinematographer right. and works in film a lot. So when we're very lucky to have him as kind of in our in-house photographer as well. So whenever we do one of our promo shoots, we, we grab Kamil and he gets all his kit together and we, we try and do something as close to like a movie style shoot as we can. Mm-hmm. And he really does sort of take the costumes to the next level. With it, he's a he's a genuine talent. I must say, very lucky to work with him.
0: So that was Julian Checkley there. Uh, if you go to the Facebook and check out all of the, the other cosplaying costumes that they make, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, next time in Ireland, I want to have a Guinness, and I also uh, want to go and check out that that workshop. Uh, this has been Marcus Meets. Uh, please feel free to check us out and our other episodes at Marcus Bronzy dot com forward slash meets that's m-a-r-c-u-s-b-r-o-n-z-y dot com forward slash meets this show is produced and hosted by me marcus bronzy thank you to my co-producers billy wright shane powell david shawcross love to milo fisher in research and production kyle james and wide awake aka cj beats and jordan crisp for the stings and intro outro music thank you for your ears